Hey, this is Chip from The Real Dirt. On this episode of The Real Dirt, we talk about pheno hunting, the genetic quest for greatness. That's right. You know, fortunately, there's so many seed companies that you can uh, access these days through the Internet, uh, through some of the chains and the laws. Um, man, you can pretty much have access to the greatest genetics and seeds on the planet. That's never happened before in cannabis. So, man, if you want to to learn about planting seeds, about pheno hunting, listen to this great episode. I've got my good buddy Fro from Jive Cannabis Company, and we talk about all of it, man. We talk about how to select a seed company. We talk about how to plant the seeds. We talk about how to pick the strands. We talk about how we label them. We talk about kind of how we test them. We go through like a, a couple of his pheno selections and and cr- criticize them a little bit and talk about the differences between e- each uh, of, of the each of them. So this is a great episode. If you're into it, if you've never pheno hunted before, if you've never planted seeds out before in order to choose a select clone mother, listen to this episode and enjoy the Real Dirt Podcast. Hey, this is Chip with Real Dirt, and on today's Dirt, I've got Fro with Jive Cannabis Company. How's it going, Fro? It's going well. Going well, Chip. Thank you for having me on, man. Oh, man. Seems like a deja vu. I've been trying to get you on here for a while, and uh, we finally made it. Yeah, I'm I'm glad we're finally able in our busy schedules to kind of link up and get the podcast done, man. So, uh, Fro, you're, you're, uh, Fro's a longtime customer of ours with Cultivate Colorado, and, and he moved down here. He's one of the first wave of people to, to move into Oklahoma to start up, you know, a cannabis business. And um, we were really excited when he moved down here because we knew that Fro was going to bring great, great weed with you. I appreciate that, man. Uh, you know, coming from you, that means a lot. I'm glad that you... Uh... Think that we have good weed and enjoy it. That's what that's what we aim to do. We aim to please and uh, really try to put good weed out there in front of the uh, patients. Man, that's a that's the attitude um, that we were talking about earlier about how do you bringing great weed to the market, bringing great weed to people, and not so much that like I have great weed, you know. And it ta- it just when you do it that way, it just takes the whole ego out of it. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, we're all humble people. Um, we don't try to get any kind of egos involved. I mean, we're just trying to come with great quality cannabis, clean, tested cannabis that we can bring to the patients and have them enjoy. We enjoy good weed at the end of the day. Me and, me and my partners, we're uh, connoisseurs. We enjoy good weed. We, we just want the patients to be able to enjoy good weed that we smoke, kind of give them, you know, like a genuine experience. Mm-hmm. So uh, you've been involved in medical cannabis for a number of years, and uh, you you teamed up with a group of friends to come down here and, and start this business. Yeah, so I ha- I'm one of four owner operators. Um, there's four of us that uh, you know all work hard as a you know full team effort um, to do this and make this happen. Um, some of my partners are originally from Oklahoma. There's some who spent um, you know multiple years out here, but uh, it was something when. We heard that there was a vote happening and there is going to be able to the possibility of medical cannabis out here. This was surefire, um, you know, the state we wanted to get involved in. And, um, you know, through a total team effort of me and my partners, we were able to make it happen. And we all kind of bring our little own unique things to the table to make Jive Cannabis co-happen. And uh, 
it's worked out great so far, and we're just going to hopefully continue to strive to do better and uh, bring the best quality, uh, you know, marijuana to the patients out here, man. You know, and one of the one of the things that uh, strikes me about the, the way you've built the company is is you're not you're not a, you're not a huge company. You're not like a, a okay. Let, let me let me step back. There's this fear in Oklahoma that like big out of state people are going to come in here and ruin it. <laughs> right. You know, yeah, right. But, I, but, yeah. but, but we're both came from out of state. We both now live in Oklahoma. Oh, definitely. Right. And, but it's not big people. It's small, just normal people. Right. We're not really corporations. Yeah. I mean, uh, probably the furthest thing from a corporation at the moment. Um, and that's kind of the way we want to keep it. Um, yeah, I mean, we are, I guess you could say your traditional kind of mom and pop grow. Um, you know, we, we all do, you know, everything in-house. There's four of us total, and um, we all do everything from the cultivation of business to, you know, whatever it takes, sales, you know, whatever it takes to make happen. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're definitely, um, you know, just a group of friends um, that all have a common goal, and, you know, we're just trying to, you know, be out here and compete. And, you know, it's fortunate enough that in the great state of Oklahoma, it's given the opportunity to do what we love, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the 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 real interesting part about Oklahoma to me is is there's a lot of weed smokers here, a lot of medical cannabis users, but before a year or so ago there wasn't so much cannabis culture, mm-hmm. right? People, you know, didn't really have the access to the flavors. They they might have been sold product, but yeah. they had no idea if it was sour diesel blue dream bubble Somebody gum, making up a name. Making up a name. Yeah. It's like whatever high times month cookies was. <laughs> yeah. That's what they got sold. So the level of education isn't so – it hasn't been – the level of cultural knowledge hasn't really progressed uh, because it was such a, a, a private market state mm-hmm. forever. I mean it was one of the strictest cannabis law states you know, in the country. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean definitely so. Um it's kind of crazy though, because like we get out and um, you know we'll go to shops or you know go to like sessions or see you know be along with other patients, and there is like a definitely a big interest, and there's a lot of people who are you know are learning, but there's also a lot of people who you know do have interest, and you know with the internet and social media and kind of being able to you know follow different things, there's a lot of interest, and a lot of people out here are really receptive to it, and I. I uh, you know, people out here um, really do like good pot. Um, yeah, it's yeah, one totally. of those things where, you know, there are a lot of people who are, are still kind of learning or whatnot, but um, the interest out here is huge. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people out here who know their stuff. I mean, there's quite a few people out here. You're not going to be able to pull the wool over their head. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they're going to know if you don't have, you, you tell them it's something, it's not what it is, or you're probably going to call you out on it or not want it or buy it. Um, I feel like the, the, there is a lot of culture starting. And I, I'd say so with, uh, you know, started with Oklahomans who've been interested in weed before this happened, and then a mm-hmm. lot of people coming from other, you know, states where it's been either medically or recreational, uh, you know, are coming in here and kind of adding to that and kind of making Oklahoma its own unique place. And I think it's uh, it, I think it's awesome where it's heading. And um, really, honestly, um, I think down the road it's going to be a place where there's going to be so much smorgasbord and, like, you know, kind of melting pot, kind of a um, of, you know, cultures where it's going to be, I think it's going to be great, man. You know what I'm saying? No, I, I agree with you, man. I, you know, at, at cultivate at cultivate OKC, we see all types of, of growers that come in there and I really get a great gauge of what's going on in, in the area. You know, I, I, there's regions of the state where the larger commercial outdoor and greenhouse growers seem to come from. 
there's uh, lots of mom and pops in, you know, Oklahoma City and and, and, and Tulsa. Uh, there's lots of people who've just done it or just doing it for the first time or they, maybe they've been grown in a closet for years but haven't quite scaled to a commercial mm-hmm. operation. There's Most people have 200 amps, 400 amps worth of power mm-hmm. that they're working with. And and those are those aren't all negative things. Those are just like the reality of it. And the and the beauty is this though, is there's no preconceived notions on what people should do. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I would totally agree right there. Too. Right. Yeah, it's kind of just uh, it's a blank canvas, and everybody that's involved in everything right now is kind of painting its own picture. Nobody's telling you what you have to do. Mm-hmm. It really is kind of a free market where um, you know everybody collectively is um, you know painting the picture to make it to its own. You know. There's nobody yeah. telling you what you need to do, and um, it's kind of one of those things. Um, you know, people are actually able to come out here and um, you know innovate or you know do different things or whatnot. You know, yeah. You know, one of the things that we've seen people do is is plant all types of seeds. Mm-hmm. You know, there wasn't a cutting culture here, and we saw the same thing in Colorado in 2009. Is initially the only they only allowed like you know. I don't know, 70 or 77 strains into the initial database for Colorado. And so, you know, everybody had those 77 clone strains. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. Exactly. And, and nothing was new and the laws changed a little bit, or you able to manipulate the situation a little bit, or maybe breeding may have happened. But in, in, in Oklahoma, you can pretty much plant whatever seeds you want. Oh yeah. You can bring it into the legal system easily. Uh, and we see people planting all kinds of stuff. Unfortunately, most of it's fucking crap, and they're <laughs> and and they've just been sold like this bad bad seed. Yeah, you know, and that's kind of what our topic is today. The topic for today is pheno hunting and the genetic quest for great cannabis. Oh wow, that sounds great, doesn't it? It sure does, man. Man, so uh, uh, you know, one, one of the reasons I had you in here is because you, 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 I've seen you plant seeds. You, you pick great phenos, and you know, many people don't even know what pheno hunting or how the whole seed thing works. And I really want to like start on the like super super child style child style, and start from the beginning of like picking a, a breeder, buying seeds. Uh, 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 planting seeds, organizing the seeds, tracking and tracing the tea seeds, testing the clones, mm-hmm. cataloging it all, and like how you, you you guys really go about like pheno hunting. Yeah, no doubt. I'd love to do that. I mean, that's uh one of our biggest interests at Jive is you know pheno hunting, planting seeds, finding you know you new unique flavors, new ter- uh, turret profiles, and then just really just. You know, um, getting able to see, have a good look at that gene pool, man. Just being able to really get in there and pick it. Because, you Plan know, when, when you do get a clone, you're kind of just stuck with what you got. There's really nothing you could do. But if there's something you're interested in, you get good quality seeds of it. You get a, you pretty much get to, um, you know, run through it and find what you actually want, what you're looking for. If you're looking for, you know, smell and taste, if you're looking for resin for hash, there's so much different stuff. And what's great Growth is patterns, there's so right. many different genetic possibilities where if you are actually, you know, taking the time and, you know, popping the beans and seeds or whatnot, you can really get something special. And I've always been a firm believer that, I mean, I've been fortunate in some cases where, you know, friends have done work and have passed along, you know, different genetics to me, vice versa. 
But um, to really and truly get some, you know, super heat fire, you, you got to go out there and find it. A lot of people mm-hmm. aren't just, you know, bestowing your blessing you with a gift. You got to be kind of proactive on it or whatnot, you know? Yeah, I, 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 absolutely. And, you know, man, I tell you, there's there's no way we can have this conversation without you opening up one of these fine jars mm-hmm. that you pheno hunted here and, and rolling up a, uh, a, a tater as I, we would call it. I would it. love to, but, <laughs> tater, but like let, let's, 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 uh, let's, let's examine one of these, like, like, Sh- like sure. pick, pick one that you picked out from seed. So sure. We have actually a, uh, sunshine lime. I got two different phenos. Um, Where'd that come from? Uh, it came from Archive Seed Bank. Oh, um, all right. Archive Sunshine Fletcher. Lo- Fuck yeah, man. Yeah, this was, uh, this was a find from him. This is our number one. So the genetics on that is actually Sunset Sherbert times Lemonheads. Oh, man. That is incredible. Yeah, like, terpy, I mean, it's, huh? it's, it's not, it's, it's, it's both sides of the coin, too. It it's earthy and citrus. And usually you don't find that, but like, yeah. it's that cush, like, but then on the lemon, too. I like to kind of describe it as like, it's kind of like oh, a tropical, um, you know, real fruity overturn, but kind of like almost like a burnt rubber OG gas at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's lemon G in the strand. The lemon G just kind of shine in it. This is a this is another pheno of it. This is our number three. Um, it's you know same strand, a little bit different. You'll be able to tell the nose, the look of it, similar but different. That's, oh, it's, da- it's darker for sure. It has more of, of that sh- more of the sherbet side mm-hmm. to it. That's a sure. That's I would say that's definitely a sherbet leader. Oh uh, yeah, no, it's still it's still good. It's still good. But like I see, like the other one, definitely the 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 expression of the the terpene expression is greater in the other one. Mm-hmm. The terpene expression is greater. The nugs came out a little bit tighter. Um, it's just a little bit more unique to me. I mean, that has a good, unique smell, but the number one, um, when we were kind of, you know, hunting it or selecting it, um, you know, me and my partners, um, it, it's the one that kind of stood off off rip. It was the first one that, you know, started getting a good nose week four, week five, and it just kind of came with it. And there was a couple other selections. Um, we had another one um, that was, you know, pretty good as well, too, but out of the one in three. But pretty good doesn't make it. Pretty good does not make it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So you have to be merciless yeah, in the pheno hunt, you right? Really, you really do. And um, I, I know it's like traditional people say that, you know, you should run it twice before you give up on it. I am I am a firm believer in that. It's kind of good to give it a second look. But a lot of times if it was like, you know, super trash a first run. You're not yeah, going to yeah, find yeah, some yeah. the second run, and then now you should give it a second run yeah, if it's always. good. Mm-hmm. If it's bad, I'm not. I'm. I just say throw it away mm-hmm. unless you fucked up somehow or something wasn't yeah. correct with it. Like mm-hmm. you know, we've got uh, some Bubba S ones from CSI right now. Mm-hmm. Same thing. You know, we we grew them out and didn't have like the best flower, and we just decided to keep you know all the phenos yeah. right so we could rerun it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, sometimes, too, you never know what happens in that thing and whether it got, you know, didn't get the best real estate under the lights or if uh, environment was you know, bad, environment was bad mm-hmm. you know, an AC went out during a critical yeah, exactly. time. Exactly. All of that get stuff. A good dry. So it's always good to give it a second look. But um, you can really tell. And I think a lot of people, too, that you see, you know, around the state or even on national, too, they, they, they buy a pack of buy a pack of beans from a breeder, somebody well known. They run the seeds, they get, you know, the first female they get, that's like, boom, that's it. They they that's don't really it, right. understand that um, there's a little bit more you have to do, and then you have to have kind of the courage to give it up. I know, uh, you know, growing, you love your plants, you never want to, like, hold mm-hmm. it out and stuff like that. If you find something that, you know, maybe it's borderline, you know, maybe you gift it to a buddy or something to kind of hold it around, see maybe he could do something different. But at the end of the day, if it's not going to cut what you're looking for, you know, checking all the boxes that you're looking for, it's got to go and you move on. And there, yeah. there's so much variety out about there. It. Exactly. 
Right. You got to be pick the best. There is only mm-hmm. one. You know, yeah, you paid money for those seeds, but really you paid money for the clone that you want to pull out of that seed pack, not each individual seed. Exactly. And it's like a lottery ticket. You know, you'll scratch off, you'll have a winner, sometimes you won't, you know. (laughs) No doubt. But sometimes you find some, sometimes you don't. It's part of the game. But, um, you know, that's kind of what, you know, um, finding, you know, new flavors and new phenos and being able as like a company to have that specific, you know, flavor and, you know, even in depth, that specific pheno kind of has it where um you know it's kind of cool to have you know that nobody in the world has this pheno except us you know what i'm saying yeah totally, totally. Um, i think that's you pretty cool it, right mm-hmm. man i think this is the perfect time for two things to happen one for you to crack open one of those jars and let's roll uh roll a fat one here and uh yeah we'll have a commercial break while we do it yeah sounds good is there something you want to try we got like the we got the cushman yeah, let's 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 sunshine let's let, let's have a back-to-back sunshine line sounds great and to uh, when we 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 come back uh we'll we'll talk about uh, how to pick a seed company sounds great to me awesome Hey guys, hope you're enjoying the episode here with Fro. I just wanted to uh, chat with you a minute about our organic seminar that we're having here in Oklahoma City on March 21st. Uh, it's just next week, but this episode's going to come out right now. If you're in town for the episode for the for the seminar, you should definitely come and get a ticket. Uh, we're selling compost bre- compost tea brewers at man like a third the price of what they should be. Um, and, uh, you know, we're going to have a ton of great information. Um, the day's going to start off with, uh, us talking about soil formulation and how to mix your organic soil. We're going to have a, a good provided lunch. And then John Piccarelli from Cutting Edge Nutrients is going to talk about how to make proper compost tea and in all the applications from biological life to IPM. You know, then we're going to end the day at 420 with a round table on how to actually grow organic the the systems the mechanisms the how commercial people do it so if if you're in town man definitely get a ticket and come by and see it and hey you know if if you're not man we're gonna like rebroadcast this on a webinar so definitely if you're hearing this episode and it's not uh march 2020 and you want to check out the organic seminar just look for it on on the realdirt.com um, but if you're in town, man, definitely stop by, get a ticket, check us out on Eventbrite. It's the Organic Seminar Compost Tea Brew Sessions. That's right. Oh man, well you made quick work of that. Uh, what, what, what are we? What is it again? Which one? This is actually the Sunshine Lime One. The so this, Sunshine this is Lime One. So this is the true keeper, man. Um. Uh. Uh. uh yes. Hey, you're gonna come to my compost tea, my compost tea uh, class? Yeah, I just kind of heard you talking about that. Um, I definitely interested in it. I'm definitely gonna come. And I heard you mention that uh, you know John from uh, Cutting, Cutting Edge is gonna be there. Um, I tell you what, I got the opportunity. He came to our facility several months back, got the opportunity to sit there and talk with him. I mean, the knowledge that was coming out of him was crazy. I, I honestly, so much uh, experience, man. Holy I, I, shit. Yeah. After I had a conversation with him, I was like, that was when, when we left the conversation, the first thing I thought of was, wow, I wish I could have recorded that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, totally. But uh, just the knowledge coming out of his, 
you know, his mind was, was great. And I really thoroughly enjoyed it. And I'd love to hear more about it, especially, you know, um, what y'all got going on? Yeah, man, John's a uh, – it's – it's you almost like you tap into his brain when he speaks. Uh, it's not like – it's not like how other people talk. He somehow has some type of psychic communication that he can – you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I can see that. I, I thoroughly, thoroughly <laughs> Like you really time. learn. He's an incredible instructor, a great teacher. Like, you know, you just learn so much, dude, so oh, yeah. much. He's able to break it down, but – um, yeah, so we're stoked to have him on our uh, on our organic seminar March twenty first. Um, I think this episode's just gonna barely come out in time for it. So, yeah. well, I'm looking forward to it. You could definitely count me in there, man. All right, so this is the the sherbet lime, uh, sunshine lime, S- sunshine, sunshine lime, sherbet times lemonheads. Definitely has that citrusy Cali O type initial taste, but my cush backside. Yeah, mm. sure. yeah, totally. Mm. It's really super full flavored. Yeah, it's got that flavor that you know coats your tongue, kind of keeps it even when you're done smoking a joint, taste it right to the the very end. But uh, you know, coats the mouth, really gives good flavor. Very aromatic. Oh, a bit down too hard on the tip. Yeah, that's great, man. Oh, that's great. Uh, so, man, the like problem people. Want the, all right, so it starts with the seed, the seed company that you choose. Let's talk about all the bullshit seed breeders and how to avoid those. First off, on this pheno hunting roadshow. <coughs> um, when you, when you put it like that, I mean, I know there is a lot of you know breeders out there who <coughs> don't necessarily like work a line or like test it. They try to put stuff out, you know, really quick. Um, Nobody really comes off the top of my head as being like, you know, I can't really think off the top of my head as being like. Well, I don't want to call anybody out. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying this is that, and everyone should know this, is many, many people are out there breeding solely for cash, and they don't really know what's going on with the cannabis plant, and they haven't really picked mothers and fathers (laughs) so well. They're just plant fucking. (laughs) <laughs> They're not really yeah, breeders. And so my kind of my question was like, man, how can you see it? How can you avoid it? So I don't know. With me, I, I usually, you know, reputable breeders that are dealing with certain type of genetics that are verified and know that they actually have it. Um, especially breeders, too, who aren't like, you know, pumping out a new line, you know, a couple times a quarter. I, I'm not really too familiar with that aspect. But I know like breeders who maybe do like a big drop, you know, once a year, once every other year. Um, you know, work their lines pretty hard where you can actually get, you know, a, you know, stable lines where you're not getting a bunch of herms or mutants or you actually get there where you're looking at your plants. You have multiple plants to select from where you're sitting there and maybe you get a 12 pack and you're like, wow, I'm looking at, you know, six fairly stable, you know, female plants that, you know, hey, I'm having trouble picking a keeper or whatnot. Um, and, and I think it really comes down to, I mean, I know there's a lot of talented people out there that might not have as much, you know, like following and stuff like that. But um you know, really with me, it came down to, um, did I have success running them before? Did my friends that are good growers have sex or uh, success running them before? Um, so with me, it kind of starts off, kind of started off with me, like word of mouth, kind of like look for the, the reputation. Yeah. Like, like it's, first off, look for the reputation. Yeah. Reputation, especially too, if you have friends who uh, have ran their gear and have, have had success, you know, um, I think that's a good place to start. I know there's a lot of talented breeders out there. Um, 
there's a couple I kind of tend to go to keep really, you know, good eye when they're doing new drops, having, mm-hmm. you know, new stuff come out. But um, I, I would say with, you know, with us, we, we try to, you know, at least stick to like, you know, people that have a good reputation, like certain genetics. And those are actually the genetics I work with. Cause I know there's a lot of people out there, like you said, that are just, um, you know, taking random things, putting it together, not really working it. You don't even know if that is what it is. And it, it kind of really messes up the gene pool for people who aren't doing it right. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. No, no, you're absolutely right, man. It have, so yeah, it's, you know, Man, it's a, such an odd one because people see these catalogs and they think it's like Converse or Nike where they can just say, oh, I want that. And it's going to be exactly what the description is or they like the name somebody's put out, <laughs> yeah. or, you know, yeah. have <clears throat> have you just randomly bought seeds from anyone? I, I've never actually randomly bought seeds. I, I usually, you know, I, I usually go off of like. Man, like like I said before, I usually go off of kind of like success people have had running different packs. Um, especially people who are talented know what they're doing. You know, when you get in oh, certain man, this is so good, man. Yeah, it's got that that good little flavor to it. Huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, I've never just randomly bought packs. I've I've had people recently like you know give me packs that I you know gonna give a run to or try out and, and see what's going on, but. I know a lot of it when I try to look is like you start looking at everything's crossed with everything now on. What I kind of try to do is kind of like go back in the lineage to try to see like where those originally cuts came from and who bred them and then right. kind of start with their stuff, you know, especially people who have been doing it for a while. What are like, the parents? What are the parents? It, it, exactly. Hey, hey, hey do, you, do you hear that? Yeah, I do hear that. Uh, there's a little, little French bulldog we got here, Rocky. He's always pushing me around. Hold on. Hey, he wants in on this sesh. We're, we're firing this joint up. Let me grab him. What up, buddy? Rocky, say hi to Fro. What's up, Rocky? Yeah, he doesn't like to be alone. <laughs> yeah, no, right, I hear buddy. that. That's right, buddy. You just sit back. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I interrupted you. Rocky um, interrupted us. No, it's all good. Um, kind of even forget. You know, yeah, see that. A couple of that what, kind of where you're with that. What? So we got you. Got to look at and do a little research and see one if they have a reputation. Mm-hmm. Two, if other friends have planted it, or you know. And I even like just look at their exterior of what they're trying to sell. You know, try to find pictures of their packaging. Yeah, exactly. Um, but then it's like you need to, that that cultural knowledge. Like, what do they have? Do they have original parent clones? Exactly. Do they have original parent strains, or they just have one offs or bullshits, or or where did they, these other guys source them from? Yeah, you know exactly. I would suggest people to like look through Instagram and see what was going on six months ago or a year ago, mm-hmm. and and see if you can like follow the breeding of 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 a plant. Yeah. Right. If somebody's going to come out, you know, buy so buy buy a strain, it's like you know, look them up a little bit. Man. I think it's also good too, and I kind of try to do it too, especially like if I, uh, you know, on vacation, you go to some like West Coast states, especially California, is go to the clubs and put your nose in a jar, like actually mm-hmm. go there and check out the genetics, because a lot of people see it and then. You know, there'll be either, you know, hype strands or really popular strands, and, you know, they are warranted for the hype and popularity, but a lot of people have never, like, either smoked them, tasted them, or tried them. You do have the opportunity to travel or go to clubs where, you know, 
either breeders or people have different strands in the clubs, go there, try them out, put your nose in them, smoke them, um, you know, get to be familiar with the strain to see if that's something you even want to run. I, I think that's something too, like a lot of people are just, you know, picking flavors and running them and be like, well, I didn't like that. It's like, well, have you ever even tried it or, you know, even been, you know, got to, you know, sample yeah. it or whatnot. It's just kind of your, at that point, just kind of going off of like crazy names or crosses, but I think sure. it's good to do a little R&D, and that's why it's good to, you know, have friends that are growers or, you know, just in general, um, you know, make it out there and, you know, try to try, you know, different stuff and come familiar with the genetics that you're actually buying, you know. I think that's a good place, too. So we've, we've uh, I mean, both of our quests in the in this life is to, to spread great cannabis. Yes, sir. So let's, you have some suggestions of some great seed breeders out there. Yes, I, I do. So I'm going to tell you some people that I personally like and, uh, you know, um, at, at Jive, uh, the whole team likes is definitely Dungeon Vault Genetics. Dungeon Vault Genetics, he's got some great gear. Um, his actually, uh, his grandpa's breath is a strand that is pretty popular oh, for us. People That's love great. the grandpa's great breath. Grandpa's breath. Yeah, he totally. has really good genetics. We actually... Um, we partnered with them on a couple uh, ventures, actually out here in Oklahoma. We're going to have like a whole Dungeon Vault line with a bunch of his breeder cuts. So patients can actually see, you know, what the actual strain is. It's coming straight from the breeder. It's it's his genetics. It's not, you know, something somebody else, you know, is making up or saying like that. It's actually coming from the company. I think he's a great one to look at, uh, Dungeon Vault. Big fan of uh, archive. We 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 bought a ton of archive seeds. Um, oh yeah, Fletcher man. He, yeah, he's, he's one of the best breeders on the planet right now. Yeah, he's got some really cool stuff. Um, and you know, he's one of the ones who has like a crazy catalog of all that old school stuff. Right. You can, but you know, here's the thing about Fletcher, and this one I said, look up uh, the Instagram history because. He has been doing it for such a long time mm -hmm. now, and, man, he's a young guy, dude. He's a young guy. He's been doing it for his whole adult life and has gathered such an awesome, awesome collection that the catalog really is huge. It's crazy. Right, and, and everything might not be available all the time. And, and, you know, some stuff are just spurts. It's like, oh, that one went out of favor or that one didn't do so yeah. well. Um, but uh, uh, that's what makes, like, his history, you know, so, uh, 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 man, except not, legitimate. Yeah. Legitimate. No, for sure. Yeah, right. That's what makes his seed line so legitimate is mm -hmm. because of the history. Yeah, you know, he's a uh... – He's another good one. We've, you know, uh, you know, and currently hunting a bunch of his packs. Um, I, we like, you know, Crockett. He's got, we got some flavors from him. Um, you know, JBZ's always got a bunch of interesting stuff. He's killing it right now. Um, Seed Junkie. Um, there's a bunch of other great people out there um, that, that we're trying after medicating a little bit i'm trying to think of all we have there's right. so much capillator stuff um we have so we we have tried um some capillator stuff we actually we had a jungle mac we made some really good water hash um that's the only pack we've really uh ran from him besides a freebie we got at actually the uh, expo in um oklahoma city several months i guess it was probably been about almost a year now but uh his mac uh, mac riddle mac riddler um, we've ran that, uh, you know, both of them were good plants. Um, when we were looking at it for like the profiles we were looking for, and then especially with some, you know, um, hash companies we partner with, 
um, they were looking at it and like, wow, those are like awesome plants to run in the hash, which, um, you know, that's what we ended up doing with the uh, calculator gear or whatnot. Right, right. Awesome, man. Uh, uh, CSI? Do any CSI? Um, I, I have grown some stuff from him in years past. Uh, we don't have anything from him currently right now, but he's mm-hmm. somebody I definitely want to, you know, run some of his packs. I was actually looking at his Instagram the other day. He has a couple real interesting things that I think I'm going to reach out to. But what we try to do is, uh, we actually have like a whole set of lights that's strictly for R and D, where we, um, you know, constantly on a, a cycle going to be popping, you know, packs and beans and trying to find the most interesting flavors. And he's definitely on the list of people we're gonna, you know, go to. Um, there's so much. Uh, there's you so much good stuff. stuff. I haven't. Uh, we haven't personally. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nothing we've ran. Um, you know, he's somebody we definitely give a try to. Um, I just haven't ran anything from him. Um, Sure. But um, I'm trying to think of some other people. Um, that, that's kind of the main ones we're, we're hunting through right now. I think we have some, uh, I'm trying to think, we have some Midwest Bess and uh, Grand Flora, Watermelon Grenada we're hunting. We have some JBZ stuff, Coma the Grower, uh, mm-hmm. Pacific Pacific Seed Company. Um, what else is there? Any cookie stuff? Or... Um, we don't have any cookie stuff right this second that we're hunting. I mean, we do have so, some of their, you know, strains from the past. Um, we're hunting some old, uh, Cali Connection packs, some SAVOG and some Tahoe, mm-hmm. trying to find, you know, some old school OGs. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. trying to think on the top stuff. of my head. We have some exotic genetics that we're hunting. Um, mm-hmm. he has some really solid gear. Um, think off the top of my head who else um got some dying breed seeds some aussie um there's so many more i'd have to pull out my phone but um yeah (laughs) there's a ton of different stuff that we're uh giving a run to right now when when you're when you're uh when you when you're playing out like, like okay so what's a typical seed lot for you let's start right there at the beginning you bought you you decided to buy your seeds you got your seeds how many seeds are you planting now so we usually like to do in the like the five pack range um right now we're trying to find like a vast variety of different flavors so we're usually just getting like one pack of flavor which usually it's 10 to 12 seeds we'll go ahead we'll germinate the seeds um you know some stuff has a really good germination rate makes it to the dirt some stuff doesn't but um we're doing about, you know, 50 to 60 at a time. And then from there, um, that actually make it into flower. I mean, you're going to weed a lot of stuff out in veg that's, you know, either male or crazy deformities or is weak. And then, um, so that's 50 or 60 like seeds, seeds of one type. No, oh, no. So, so, that so do would... you just plant a pack when you pheno hunt? Yeah, that was you... really my question. Usually right now we're just doing a pack at a time. See if it's worth it. Yeah. To see if it's worth it. Um, you know, something if uh might give it a second try if we didn't find anything. Um, we're going to try to start doing bigger pheno hunts of, like, one strand. Right now, we're just kind of trying to find, like, a big, you know, variety of stuff. So we're just kind of seeing when, what happens with that. Sometimes you're successful. Sometimes you're not. But um, right. you we're, don't always we're get really, a winner. Yeah, you don't always get a winner. You definitely don't. Right, right. Uh, it, it is kind of like the uh, claw machine, though. Yeah. Right, yeah, like you, you know, it's yeah. you're you're going for those nice pair of Ray Bans in the back, yeah. right? Yeah. But you don't get it. You know, instead you get a keychain. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, right there. yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, uh, I, 
so you're 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 managing fifty plants though at a time. So it might be like five packs or you know yeah, that, maybe that, more. Yeah. I so guess. so we actually the way we kind of have our like room staggered right now, we actually have like a small hunt going in in each one of our rooms, and we actually just won a huge pheno hunt, which was you know much bigger than we've ever done before. Um, especially you know out here. You don't have like a limitation on plants or anything, so you can kind of just really run through pheno hunts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, which it, it was a lot bigger than we normally would generally go on, but I would say uh, something for us that's manageable with the space we have and actually just you know strictly keeping up with it. Because sometimes you've got so much stuff going on, it just becomes you know too much to deal with with everything else right. going on in life and keeping you know. Oh, but, it's hard, man. It's hard to keep it all organized, yeah, man. Definitely. Um, so, so how, how do you, how do you do it, man? How do you track and trace it? How do you, how do you organize it? So basically with us, we're just basic. We label each one of the pots, um, you know, pretty much when a seed goes. You label, you label the actual pot. Uh, just a tag. Well, sometimes, but, uh, you know, just like a, a tag on the plant. Okay, and tag with, on the plant. Uh, you know, seed to sale system and stuff like that. Everything has like a little tag on it. So it's just like, you know, for instance, uh, you know, sunshine line one, and it'll just have a little tag on it or whatever. And then. If it ends up turning into like a male or something that just doesn't make it, you know, it gets X'd out or whatnot. And, um, um, yeah, pr- pretty much, um, we try to keep, we're, we're trying to get better organized right now, which is kind of real low tech. Um, pretty much write it down, um, on a piece of paper to know what we have. Um, we, we try to like, you know, take notes if we can, if we remember like, you know, um, what was really good in like veg, maybe something mm-hmm. in flour. Um, how would, it grow? Oh, we always do something like this. Yeah, like a like a board setup. We got a whiteboard setup of some, and we just start taking notes yeah. on the whiteboard. Yeah, and that's that. Right. That's we uh, we just recently got some whiteboards at our facility, so we'll probably put them to use. Like you got them right there, but um, yeah, pretty much just uh, you know, labeling them and just trying to keep up with them, and then you know, try to take notes of you know stuff that you know we try to grow the plants into our, you know, whole program, you know, just right off rip, give it like our feeds and our temperatures and throw them in our rooms that are actually flowering in and keeping the same environment, even in like an R and D room. So we can see if those genetics actually make it in what we do. So if we run it in our setup and it doesn't like, like what we're giving it certain, you know, different right. variables, it, you know, it's just going to make the cut, you know, right. Right. That bomb, that bomb threat, Bubba, as a matter of fact, we were yeah. talking about extremely hard to grow. Yeah. Right, doesn't produce much, but like if if you like do it just right, like the buds are great. If you do it wrong, they're just leafy as yeah. can be, and it's you know it doesn't have a taste at all. Yeah, but uh, I don't, you know, it's 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 I means all weed doesn't act the same. No, it all doesn't. doesn't grow the same. And that's very true, right there. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's 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 a living, breathing plant, and every single seed is different, and that's why we pheno hunt. Mm-hmm. You should not buy a pack of seeds, plant them out, and pick one or pick them all as your clone mothers. Right? It's just not. It's not the best way to do it. No, right. No, you, you've so, got to try it out. Yeah, you've so, got to flower it. Exactly. So, like, what we'll do is, um, we'll just take the actual, you know, from seed, throw it in the flower room, make sure we get cuts. You, 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 from to... from seed, you throw it in the flower room. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll throw in the, we'll throw in the flower room. I'm, I'm a seed guy too. Many people like, uh, you know, say the 
that they throw the seed away and take the like Fletcher from Archive, as a matter of fact, he says that he throws the seed away and just takes a cutting. Uh-huh. Right. And then flowers the cutting. Yeah, I mean that's one way to do it. I mean, I um I think with us the reason why we do it is just for time because you want to see is it gonna be is something? it gonna be so worth the shit. Yeah. Sometimes probably. that'll take just like a few extra weeks where sometimes you don't have those weeks and you're just kinda I agree trying to get it done and get it quick. So Because we'll, if you plant a seed on the same day you take your clone for your crop, you can stay on that same same pattern. Yeah, definitely. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So so yeah, we would just you know, throw it in there, let it flower, see if we're going to keep it. We'll have some cuttings behind, and then we'll either, like, mom out, you know, those cuttings or, uh, you know, just keep cloning from that. And then, you know, obviously if it's something we're not going to keep, maybe we'll give it a second run. But um, And then also cases, you know, too, especially when you go in these big hunts and tags fall out or get lost, you know, mm-hmm. the the new thing that a lot of people are doing now is a whole reveg. I mean, you no, cuts didn't make not it. New. It's not new. Well, know, I've been, know, I've been doing like, that one for years. Oh, man, I fucked it's, up. It's, it's, it's oh, new, dude, it's this was so dang. <laughs> oh, this was so good. Do we have any of it? Oh, yeah. barely. Yeah. There's a bottom left out there in the field. And and just to me, I mean, I'm I'm learning stuff, you know, every day. I just recently in the last year learned about the whole reveg. It's nothing I knew oh. about whatsoever. All right. You got, so any, you, got, you got any reveg secrets? I'm interested. Since it's new to you, maybe you, you, you got a different approach. I don't have any reveg secrets. It's something that I'm just kind of learning okay. and doing myself. But um, it's something where, you know, something, if we if cut doesn't make it or, you know, just mm-hmm. any, you know, little thing happens where you don't have a cut and you lose yeah. it, mislabeled. Yeah. We're going to, um, you know, try to do a reveg. And it's going to be you the first to. time for us. So it's something. Uh, as I do, I could let you know how it went or something, yeah. you know? You know, people, I've, I've had people complain and tell me it doesn't come out right, but I've done it. I've had to do it many times over, you know, 30 years of growing ganja. And, yeah. And, uh, yeah, man, pinch off all the buds, try to leave as much leaf as possible, switch to that high nitrogen veg fertilizer, mm-hmm. and it, 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 it veges back easily. It might take a month or so for it to get normal leaves. But uh, it absolutely will come back, and that's awesome. And that's that's something that uh, you know we're going to play around with if it comes down to that. You know. Yeah, yeah. You just have to always. Yeah, I mean that's the backup. That's what you shouldn't do because mm-hmm. what you should do is label the pot, label the plant, label the soil, and try to keep up with it. Yeah. And then if like one of the three labels washes off, or there's still you know one of the three labels left, and you know how it is. I mean, anything could happen. It is, <laughs> it is, man. And I've I have seen it, man. I've done it. I, I you know not all. I'm, I keep trying, but okay. Uh, writing it on the side of the pot mm-hmm. that works great. Yeah. Except if the pots is touching another pot, then it can get wiped off. You know, over time, even if it's a Sharpie, mm-hmm. right? And that, you know, SD1, you look at it eight months later after the sun is hit down on it, it's like, is that a DB? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, that, that type of or stuff happens all the time. Yeah, and exactly. We're kind of dealing with some of that right now, like looking like, was that a, a two or a three, you know? Yeah, we're, we're, uh, we just started looking at, at Baker's Medical, uh, the, the clone nursery my wife, Jessica, operates. Um, in Oklahoma City, she's just looking into getting a label, like a, a, a printed label maker, so that we can uh, keep things organized even more so than we do. Because mm-hmm. we, 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 we write all the labels out by hand right now. And, uh, I mean, you know, they're they're going through 3,000 cuttings a week. They can definitely need a oh, yeah. label maker. That, that's a lot right there. Yeah, totally. 
but it's important. You got to keep everything organized. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're clone nursery, like that's you know, clone nurseries have a couple of a, a handful of things that fail for them. They give out bad genetics, mm-hmm. right? They give out bad bugs, mm-hmm. right? And they fuck up the labeling. Yeah. yeah, there's nothing worse than getting a clone. You think something, and it ends up being that little surprise, something else. Yeah. You know? I mean, it, you know, it, it, as long as it's good, no big deal. Yeah. But like, if it's some experiment, yeah. you know, then it sucks. A non keeper fina. Oh god, yeah, totally, totally. Hey man, I think this is a great t- time to take a break. Let's, uh, hey, let's roll up that other uh, SL two there and SL three. SL three. All right, mm-hmm. hey, we're gonna take another break. We'll be right back. Real dirt, Chip Baker and Fro. We're back. We had to get some uh, peanuts and pecans, a little snack. This fro rolled up yet another large medical marijuana <laughs> delivery device. <laughs> so uh, you you uh, you guys you guys uh, soil growers, soilless growers, uh, cocoa. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You use uh, my product, Growers. We sure do. Yeah, man. You know, uh, how do you like it? Uh, we love it. We love it. Um, ever since we switched over to it a while back, it's been great. Uh, plants have looked healthier. It's a much cleaner product than some stuff we were using before. Um, it doesn't come wet, so... Dry. Kind of, yeah, it doesn't mm-hmm. have all kind of stuff growing in some, you know, wet-ass cocoa. Yeah, now, but, um, you hadn't, you, you had, didn't use peat before, right? I did not. Yeah, and were you a little leery about having a cocoa peat blend? Um, just something I wasn't familiar with, and it's kind of one of those things. And I, I know uh, us, we kind of fall into that stuff too. Even though we like to try new stuff and experiment, you get kind of creature of habit. So when something's working good, it's kind of hard to you know make the the switch. But um, when we did, it's been great, man. Yeah, absolutely. I, people talk to me all the time about it because, you know, I'm a cocoa guy, 100%, man. I am for years straight cocoa, like a proponent, and I still think that's the best way to grow for <coughs> the planet and for production. Uh, but that's a whole other story. But, man, it's hard to get that shit right. Mm-hmm. When it's straight cocoa, it's hard to get it right. And the peat just makes it easier, mm-hmm. right? Hands down. I like I started looking at people around me crushing it with these blends of cocoa and peat and um man I just I just just realism hit me. It's like fuck dude. Peat <laughs> absolutely works. I had to bite some of my swallow some of my previous said words. But uh man, blending in peat with cocoa at the right ratio really makes a perfect growing medium. I would I would definitely have to agree. Mm. We've been definitely pleased with it. Yeah, and uh, um, how many how many uh, how many plants you guys plant up normally when you plant up a plant? I mean, plant use use the product. Um, so normally we go through our rooms. We have a ton of not a ton, but we have several twenty light rooms, and we normally do about two hundred five gallon pots. So that's pretty much almost a uh, full pallet, roughly sixty bags ish. We're usually like right there, maybe right give there or take a couple bags, but um. That's usually about where we're at. Man, now, now I, I, I built this product. I, I, I built it out of use because I, I wanted people, I, I recognized the problems people were having when they were planting up cannabis when they were buying soil. 
tell me, tell me what you noticed the first thing when you went to plant up uh, those first two hundred pods. As far as just what in, in, in general? In general, about the soil. It's super heavy. I mean, it's uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's tiring after you get through the first. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, it's tiring, right? The first time you do it, and that yeah. was that's that's one of the things that uh, you know, I really wanted to focus on is have the right moisture content. Mm-hmm in the the bag of potting soil when you get it mm-hmm. so the growers is like it's really light yeah it really yeah, it really and truly is right you can pick up like four it's four bags at a time probably no i know when we uh we switched over that was the thing because sometimes we have to carry uh mm-hmm. like, you know, oh, carry bags long ways and then you know loading it unloading it but like oh you know instead of one i can pick up two at a time or something well you know? getting that moisture level right to also like solve the other problem people have with with getting potting soil and bringing it into indoor environments bugs yeah that was that was the thing with some other brands out there um it's hard man i've been making soil like most of my adult life it's hard to make potting soil without bugs Mm -hmm. right uh but man i don't see any in my current product and haven't seen any in ever i can tell you right now that was the biggest thing for us was the cleanliness of it um you know that's something i know y'all pride yourselves on as, as far as the way you know you know, practice as far as the way you make it, store it, um, you know, that type of stuff. But uh, that's the thing. We never see any issues where in, you know, previous years and stuff like that or, you know, previous times, you know, you, you get those little things. But uh, I think you have done a great job of mitigating all those issues that come with that type of stuff. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. I really did build it because I wanted the best product on the market for shipping, for picking it up, for application, for interaction with people, for interaction with the plants. I wanted a high-performance potting soil that uh, the plants really took off immediately. You know, the, the I asked Fletcher, good friend of mine right, mm-hmm. with, with uh, Archive, I asked him, like, what's – or he, he just gave me some advice years ago, mm-hmm. right, when I had bad potting soil. Mm-hmm. This was maybe 10 years ago. He's like, man, people want to plant in their media, and when they pull out, it just like the roots just blow out, and they just take off immediately. Mm-hmm. And that didn't happen with, you know, this batch of soil that mm-hmm. I'd had. Right. And and because I, 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 I had problems with it, those problems with the compost, those problems with the nutrient delivery, right, uh, it wasn't the best potting soil. And uh, I I thought about that forever. It's like, yeah, when people plant up in your potting soil, they're going to immediately, like the next day, go in and want like, you know, this (laughs) moment. Yeah. Right. Right. And that's what I really tried to deliver with growers. Right. The growers HP. And I think y'all doing a great job with it, man. Mm. Well, man, I'll tell you, this uh, number three. What you think? It has a softer taste, but I think it actually like smokes a little bit better. Yeah. Right. It's it's smoother. Okay. Right. It's it's uh, we'll see as we get down here on the roach. But the 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 I'm not saying the flavor went away after the first like second or third puff of the original one, but this one seems like the flavor's holding a little, a little longer. Okay. This one also like. It smells more like it tastes. Yeah, I got you. Right? Where the other one, it it, it tastes more of the earthy, cushy side. No, I'm I'm sorry. It tastes it tastes it smelled more of the earthy, cushy side, mm-hmm. and had the a really good uh, citrus mm-hmm. flavor. 
Um, hmm. And I mean, that's what I'm saying, you know, back to what we're kind of talking about with Fino and sometimes there's there's something that you just don't want to let go, you know, and that's kind of where we are with I get this. that. I think over they're both, you know, good enough to keep around, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I, absolutely. Um but you know, they're so closely related though. They are. It, it it's hard. And it's going to end up in my experience ends up being like, "Oh, which is the better grower?" Mm-hmm. You know, which which one's the highest producer, which one looks the best, which one's the easiest to grow, which mm-hmm. one's the easiest to veg, does often win out in a case like this. And I'd have to agree. Right. It is a shame, though, because, you know, the first one we, we spoke of, it was the true hybrid. Mm-hmm. Right. And you could taste, you know, all sides of the, the plant. It was fully, full flavored, you know, cushy to citrus. Yeah. Um, I have this, the other, the other plant though, is it's, man, the aroma in the air is different. Yeah. Right. It, you know, I, it, it almost tingly like yeah. pepper, citrus, petrous orange, pepper, orange tree, pepper, yeah. orange, right. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's totally a different vibe. It's yeah, up, yeah. like you're giggling, yeah. you got a smile, you know? So yeah. I, I, fuck, dude. That, but it's hard to keep them both together, right? Yeah, for sure. Mm. Uh, so sometimes you just have to keep them, and it's the number one and two pheno. And we see that number number one and three pheno, right? And we see that all the time with uh, stuff like Gelato 33, yeah, you know, or Love gelato thirty three. Yeah, totally, the man. Creaminess, man. The creaminess, and you know, or uh, man, what's the good dosi dough? The great dosi dough. Uh, um, I know there's so many good. There's so many good there's ones, like the, man. There's but like the like twenty two. Yeah, twenty two. That's all I was gonna say. Twenty six, but twenty two. Yeah, that's a great one. Or that's one people talk about frequently. And you know <laughs> what we refer to these numbers is it's just like the number of plant that you you put down, mm-hmm. right? You just got lucky. It was the number one, the number three. Yeah, and that's what us. We're not doing. So, do you number it one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten from the beginning? We do. Okay. Okay. Sweet. What I usually do is I I, I like to plant a lot at once and shotgun effect a little bit. So, I'll plant like 50 or 25 of one strain and just label the whole flat. Uh, um, when they, when they come up and I transplant them, then I'll one, two, three, four, five them. But I do it in like, oh, I like this one the most. Number uh, yeah. one. I know. Yeah. A lot of people do that. I like yeah. this is number two Yeah, and it glows all the way down the line. But you know what? Hey, over and over again, that early, like, uh, uh, selection doesn't mean shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, for, for real, that's very true. It doesn't. When uh-huh. they're that young, it just does not mean anything. And I've 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 won a couple of times, but like mostly it's like, oh fuck, number <laughs> the number twenty two. Yeah, I thought it was going to be yeah. great, it wasn't, you know. But uh, uh, so yeah, then we then we label them. Then uh, man, sometimes we'll even relabel them again, right after like we make a cut. Mm-hmm. Right, just to keep the just to keep the numbers organized a little bit, right. So the overall notes over time might not be the best, but because because designations change, 
But once we once we like make that cut into you know into the secondary round of flowering, they're they always have a set. You know, they always have set. Yeah. But but it, we might just take it right back if we like. For instance, if we plant out fifty. 40 seeds come up and look good. We transplant those out and we label them one to 40 and then we flower those out in 25 or male. We just throw those away. Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, mostly sometimes we'll keep them and the, you know, the, the, the rest of them will, will keep, we'll decide that like four of them are good. Then we'll take those four and sometimes we'll relabel those to just one, two, three, four. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Because then it's just back to keeping it like that's the number one, yeah. that's the number two, and that's the know, number three. Yeah, you can know kind of like what was, I right. guess, where it started, whether it's, you know, good in the beginning or not, or where it ended up. Huh? And, you know, even some, sometimes we've even kept the numbers just because, yeah. like, from a, a numerological standpoint, they were good numbers. Mm-hmm. Right, like yeah. you know, <laughs> no, I, I, I hey, hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so, like, it doesn't have to be like the Dewey Decimal System. Yeah. Right. You just have to keep it organized. Yeah. Just yeah, I'd say mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Just keep it organized. Uh, and and do you di- literally do it? Do you, on your tag, do you write the full name? Do you make abbreviations? Do you do A B C D one two three four? Um, we just do date. quick abbreviations, um, and, and most of our sets are, you know, like we pop five packs or whatever. It's all popping the same day. We'll just take a note, like on, you know, the whiteboard or, you know, on the phone or whatever. When we started the process, but um, yeah, no, normally it's uh, all abbreviations and numbers, and then sometimes you get messed up because you'll have some of the same abbreviations. We'll just try to make like a little. You know, label add an X abbreviation or a sign or something on it just to keep it all, you know, separate because that's the thing. It's just when you're spending the time and effort to, you know, do this, you want to do it right, you know. So, yeah, absolutely. Just whatever works, any kind of labeling, but we find, you know, quick abbreviation like for the Sunshine Lime, the SL, and then, you know, mm-hmm. the number, you know, worked well. But, um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you can uh, see some of our our uh, jars behind you, and we always just abbreviate DB, yeah. SD, GN. Yeah. Um, you know, we then we we nickname shit too. Yeah. Right. You know, currently we we've got the uh, our current nickname of the Gills Nils. Great strain by the Swamp Boys. Wasn't familiar with it. Just randomly got into it. You know, great strain. Great strain. Yeah. Great strain. Don't really like the name, but like we always smoke it in the morning, so we call it pistols at dawn. <laughs> right. Yeah. But it's spelled like flower pistols and not like Colt yeah. forty five. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's pretty creative right there. Right. And that Wi Fi sunset Sherbert cross we have that we've we've dubbed that oklahoma sunset nice because it's definitely an evening weed and you know we always you, you know you're you're here at the ranch where we're out here in the evenings and go for a little walk see the sunset yeah. smoke some wi-fi sunset sherbert which is a mouthful yeah 
Right. Which is it, a mouthful. It is a mouthful. So, so even though, like, you know, at the shop, we call everything by its, you know, genetic history or its given name by the breeder, and then we'll often dub it something else. When do you feel it's your license to, to, to rename, nickname a clone or, or of something of that, that persuasion? So I think that's a pretty interesting question right there. Um, and, and I'd say a lot of people you talk to would probably have like a different opinion. Um, I know us, um, it'd be something that we'd probably, you know, want to, if we were going to do that, we haven't, you know, re-nicknamed anything or anything like that yet. Or a pheno we selected, you know, dub it a different name just so you know. I, I think if that's something we were going to do, we'd probably want to reach out to the breeder make sure it's okay and tell them like, Hey, you know, give them his props and say, we're, cause we're, we didn't, you know, create the genetics or anything. We just found yeah. the, uh, the pheno. So I think as long as you nickname the clone, it's fine. Yeah. I, I, I morally, I feel good about it. Yeah. Right. Like, uh, uh, the, the Wi-Fi sunset Sherbert, like, it's just a big just fucking a, name, yeah. but like it for, for the geeks like us, we yeah. like, oh, okay. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, you know, uh, the equation. Uh, yeah, it's the <laughs> equation that's in there and we want to see that, but you know, then there's just how, like you refer to your cutting or you can refer to it and, and nicknames change over yeah. time too. And, you know. We often call it sunset, but like that's just not quite the right yeah. designation, and so it's hard for that one. And we right? we have a lot of like in-house nicknames. We'll you know dub the different females, but we haven't like actually marketed or right. put it out. And there, that's how know? this all came about, yeah. right? Is is like designating it some mm-hmm. name just to yeah. you know. And we've used. Family member names, we, <laughs> yeah. you know, anything, any, anything. Yeah, that, that's, that would make right. the job fun, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. a little inside joke, get a well, laugh about it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, you have to get into it and I know there's a certain amount of science involved into it, but man, there really is communication with the plant and enjoying it and, 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 and actually experiencing life yeah. with these plants. Like that's the joy of it all. It really is. Right. The communication. Just like what we're doing right now. It's like when, you know, we go out in the garden, uh, you know, like we're looking at the plants, talking to them, asking them what they need. And, you know, it's not literal. It's like, you know, checklist in our head. Right. You, I'm sure you have yours. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, uh, you know, walk into a room. How does it feel to me? Is it hot? Right. Like, how do the plants look? Are they, you know, standing up? What's the color of them? You know, uh, uh, the, the cleanliness, like, you know, all, all of it. You know, what are the problems? Are they bottomed out? Are they not bottomed out? Are they crowded in? Do they have as much room as they in big enough container in a small, too small a container? They're overgrown, you know, like whatever it is. There's something the plant has to say. There's some story every plant has to tell you. Exactly. Right. <laughs> there's there's Rocky one back in the studio. I swear, <laughs> man. I think he just likes to hang out here in the smoke. He's a cool dog, man. Yeah, right. Badass right. little dog. Rocky's a badass little dog. He's a yeah. little French bulldog. You'll, you might see him on Instagram occasionally. Um, yeah, let's let let's let him in. He's just gonna keep scratching. You know, I really like the, like, rough cutness of the whole real dirt. And we do a little polishing of it all. But, like, I, I like to give people the, like, show how it happens. 
you know, and uh, it, it's it's not edited so much. It is a free-for-all experience. And if you're listening to this now and you haven't subscribed to The Real Dirt on iTunes, please, man, go there and subscribe. And if if you're not following me on Instagram, like, man, Instagram didn't like weed and weed education so much. So, like, they don't really show our Instagram out to new people. So if you're not following us, please follow us on Instagram, and we'll keep you up to date on all of the new newest releases, all the private releases coming this next year, and anything cool we're doing with classes, with you know, events, you know, it, it'll keep you up to date. Uh, so definitely join us at the Real Dirt Podcast on Instagram. Hey, Fro, what, how, do, how do we get in touch with you? If somebody wants to follow you guys on Instagram how, or, or, or in some manner, how do they do it? So we have our Instagram. Our Instagram is jive.cannabisco. And we also have like a second one, kind of like a backup, kind of like you said with, uh, you know, you know, IG, it's good to have like one or two just in case, but, um, jive at jive farms. So jive dot cannabis co or, um, at jive farms. Those, both those counts are associated with us, you know, um, and that would be the best way to probably get in touch with us or whatnot. would probably be like a, you know, DM or something. Yeah, man. Oklahoma is a great place to be. Um, uh, I'm, I'm glad you made it here, man. Um, I, 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 man, I'm, I'm happy I, to be here. Oh, man. dude, totally Oklahoma happy to be here. Awesome. It's a great spot, man. And, um, man, people like really want great, great weed. And, and they really do. That's what's awesome about it, man. Right, they want good weed. They, they might not even know they want it. They might even know <laughs> yeah. that what they have is not great weed. But if you see Jive Cannabis Co. on any dispensary shelf, you should try it out. Uh, personal endorsement by me, Chip Baker. Appreciate that, man. Thank you very much. <laughs> For whatever that means, man. So you do you you do any trade shows? You doing anything in the in the future? Like, <clears throat> um, I mean, we're always open to whatever, seeing what's in the area or whatnot. But um, nothing on the schedule or anything. I mean, um, but um, definitely gonna try to go to that little seminar y'all are putting on or whatnot. Oh yeah, yeah, our and organic then, uh, uh, cultivation seminar. March 21st, 2020, in Oklahoma City. If you're around, you should go. Uh, and if it's uh, after that date, man, look it up. It'll probably be a webinar or, or something like that in the future. It sounds good. Looking forward to that one. Yeah. Sweet, dude. So, uh, man, I appreciate having you on. Is there anything else we like? You got like a a tip for our growers out there. Um. Uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, some sort of tip for 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 planting seeds or 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 pheno hunting. Just one specific thing. Uh, man. I mean, really, just I would say for somebody who's never done it, definitely give it a try. Especially um, if you've if, never planted seeds if, before, if you've plant never, some if, seeds. If you've never planted seeds before, definitely plant some seeds and give it a try, man. I think you'll uh, be mm -hmm. surprised with the results you see. And uh, it's definitely enjoyable. Yeah, absolutely, man. Go out there, buy some seeds, uh, do some research, um, you know, really like hunt it down. Uh, the more expensive seeds generally are the better seeds, just how it kind of rolls. Maybe not always, but good luck, man. Enjoy your pheno hunt. 
And hey, uh, thanks, Vo, man. We appreciate you coming here, dude. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, man. Well, it's great. We're going to uh, sit back while you guys enjoy the uh, exit music, and we're going to smoke another large joint here on The Real Dirt. Man, that was a great episode. Uh, man, I feel like I, I mean, I, I feel like I almost feel like right now I even have more questions than I, I had at the beginning of the episode when we script this whole thing out. So we're probably going to have to have a part three or four or, or two or three or four with Fro on this whole subject. Uh, but, you know, I, I know I learned some stuff. I learned about how how Fro does it. And, uh, man, they, they definitely have an eye for it. And it does take the eye, and it takes the, the experience and the ability to be able to just uh, go out there and actually try to plant some seeds. So, uh, yeah, man, thanks for joining me. I, I, I'm, I always uh, am grateful that you spend your time listening to me where you could be doing other stuff. If you're ever in Oklahoma City or in Denver, stop by Cultivate Colorado. Man, if you're in Cultivate, uh, Oklahoma, Cultivate OKC, ask for Chris or ask for Chip, man. I'm in there all the time. Um, love to chat with you and find out about uh, what you're interested in and what maybe the next episode of The Real Dirt should be. So stay tuned. We've got a great season. Join us on Instagram at The Real Dirt Podcast. Follow us on Facebook at The uh, Real Dirt Podcast. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, definitely therealdirt.com where you can find out about all the latest episodes, about, uh, everything that's going on with us, about all our special events. We're having a bunch of special events this year. So thanks again for joining me and we will see you next time on The Real Dirt.